Good morning and welcome to ASL's HR in 10 at 10. I'm Jason Perry and I'm Kimberly Bradshaw and after a couple of weeks break um, apologies for not being on air for the last two weeks but sadly uh, due to a bereavement and personal issues Kimberly and I just needed a little break but we're back so we'll have a little round of applause we're all back here to tell you about what's going on in the world of HR Kimberly Shall we start with next week and Boris's, um, uh, I'm not quite sure how to describe his announcement. Announcement or non-announcement, I'm not sure. Possibly misjudged as well, <laughs> who knows. Yeah, I do think that it's very short notice for em employers, um, as, you know, as we've discussed. And I also think elements of it are a bit foolhardy, um, given that the cases are going up so swiftly at the moment the fact that yesterday when we had our asl uh, weekly employers forum we had um out of what 13 14 of us there were uh seven people who were double jabbed with no medical issues and had covid one of whom was in hospital yeah. and you know, I think the the no wearing face masks and employees' concern about going back is going to be huge. Yeah, um, I, I think it's a really interesting one because with so much of this, it's been a, um, and I don't mean it as a critical comment, but it's been make it up as we go along, as we're in new territory. And we don't know how to deal with it. The government don't, don't know how to deal with it. And it's trying to navigate. So we've known for some time that, July the 19th was probably going to be the day that we were returning. And there's an extent to which businesses, employers have been preparing for it. But what seems to be happening is, whilst we're all planning that, the Delta variant is busy with other ideas. And we're trying to work out how much backpedalling we need to do. And so what seems to have happened is the, yes, we're going to release all the legal restrictions, social distancing's gone, you don't have to wear a mask, um, you know, you can eat out, do all these things, but please do it really, really carefully, and we recommend you don't change what you were doing last week. <laughs> yes, yeah, so don't do what we say, and don't do what we do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so it, it's one of those, we're releasing it, but please, please be careful is how I see it. And what strikes me, we've kind of seen already from public transport. I know Transport for London have already announced, I think Manchester, um, Andy Burnham's announced that masks are going to remain. I was reading as, as a condition of travel. So it's not law, but it's a condition of travel. So effectively, if you want to get on a, a train or a you know, tram or a bus in, in those areas, you know, you're agreeing to wear a mask when you buy the ticket. So it's not law, but you can't use the service if you don't. Um, I read in the Times this morning that Sainsbury's are doing the same thing. And Sainsbury's are saying, um, in order to shop in store, we expect our customers to wear a mask. And I wonder how many other businesses are going to do the same. Surely that's going to have to be the case because, you know, what's going through my head is health and safety risk assessments for employees. So obviously employers are going to have to do everything that they can to 
to protect their em employees, especially, as we've mentioned several times before, there's statistics that say people are nervous about going back. It was It's 40-something percent, wasn't it? I, people were anxious about going back. I may no, be wrong I, on that, but I think, I certainly think it, there were people that are concerned. So you've got to reassure everybody. Yeah. I think the percentage of those who were expressing concerns was 60% are concerned about ah. the return to work. 30% were concerned about the risks of catching it on their commute. Um, so mm. there are some really striking statistics out there, but you've picked up a really, really good point, which is the law may have changed in terms of whether or not you legally have to wear a mask, but the risk assessment, your duty as an employer to look after the, the welfare the health and safety, the duty of care to both your workers and your customers hasn't changed. That was mm -hmm. there pre-COVID. That was there pre-lockdown. Mm -hmm. And what you have to do is you have to look at the environment in which you operate and say, is this safe? Do we need to take any precautions um, in order to keep our people well, mm -hmm. to keep them at low risk? And for that reason alone, an awful lot of employers who tackle this properly are going to be saying we still expect masks in this area or in that environment. Um, and the thing I'd say right now, every employer ought to be looking at what they're doing and not saying it's the big reopening day on Monday, but saying how can we reopen safely, gradually, but also with an ability to flick a switch and go mm. back to working from home distance, not because the law says but because either your people want you to because they're scared and therefore not performing or because it is just so obvious by the case rates locally to you that it's in your very best interest. Mm. Yes, I mean, I would summarise the key tasks as update your health and safety risk assessments to be COVID secure and also as you've said, have a plan that is flexible yeah. uh, and make sure that it works in any eventuality. And the second big thing on that, I talk about the need for flexibility to bounce back to flexible working, home working, whatever that might be. I've been reading all sorts of numbers where around 10% of the workforce in a variety of companies right now are self-isolating because the app has been pinging them and telling them they've been too close. There was talk of softening the app so it didn't ping quite as much, but that appears to have been delayed because of the uh, increase in the Delta variant. So I, I think we can expect to be at a point where you can see 15, 20% of your workforce not working because of um, isolation. Yes, and companies need to be preparing for that because it could have a potential knock-on effect to creating staffing issues. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. one person gets pinged, so then all the people around them potentially get pinged yeah. and, it, you know, it's a, a big knock-on effect. Yes, and that's why I say this big need for flexibility, the ability to, at a flick of a switch, return to remote working if that's what's needed. So as an employer, I'd say make sure you can do that Sorry, you were just about to say, Kimberly. Yeah, I was just going to say it also, I think it's really important for it, employers to reiterate the responsibilities that individuals have when they mm. are self-isolating, not to go to work, to make sure that they do self-isolate. Yes. Uh, because 
just because somebody said don't come into work is somebody actually going to self-isolate and you know there are penalties involved there is another interesting thing here that um came up on our on our um employers forum yesterday um the lovely paula mentioned how she had a number of people in the younger age groups that weren't being vaccinated um and she has been sharing with them the idea that as we move into, I think it's the 16th of August, if I remember correctly, we're expecting after the 16th of August, if you've been double jabbed, you may not need to self-isolate if you get an app ping. Now, the interesting thing for that is anyone who's chosen not to be vaccinated may find themselves at home on no money for a uh, 10 days, 10 days, 14 days, the isolation period. Um, 10 days now. 10 days now, isn't it? Yes. Um, may find themselves at home on very, very low money. And those people who've chosen to be jabbed may actually be financially much more secure because they can continue working through that difficult period. And that's probably a message worth sharing with your people. Absolutely. As we know, Paula is a super implementer of all things HR. Indeed, indeed. Um, do you know, we talk so much about this. Shall we move on slightly, Kimberly? Yes, I mean, one thing I was interested to see this week was that uh, there is a formal consultation going on about making flexible working a default rather yes. than something that re- is requested by an employee mm. at the moment. I think that's potentially have going to have a lot of knock-on effects. Mm. I mean, we know now that some people will still be not working in their workplace, whatever that might be, and employers are having to go through consultation in order to create a hybrid or flexible model. But it has further impacts, um, and I'm sure you'll come up with others. You know, But what occurred to me is that if you're advertising a job going forward, if it became uh, a, a right then you need to do a job assessment to work out which parts, if any, of the job can be done remotely or flexible. Mm. How can you make it uh, a hybrid role? Um, And, you know, that has quite a big impact. Well, do you know, I, I agree with you on all of that, but I think there's actually a bigger issue. And to me, what we're seeing in the world of recruitment is quite a lot of employers at the moment have still not grasped that there is a major employment problem out there. Um, and I was reading a piece actually again yesterday suggesting, and it's very easy to say, well, actually, this is in part down to Brexit, which it may well be. But apparently the US economy is currently experiencing exactly the same problem we are in recruiting. And clearly they're not facing Brexit. So I think to a large extent, this is a post-pandemic thing and a culture shift thing. We yes, know... I'm oh, sorry. Sorry, I was just going to say, we know that something like 47% of people have said they are, they changed their approach to the importance they put on career progression, career development as a direct result of the pandemic. So there are many, many people who are much more interested in the quality of their life, having been through this life changing year, let's say. And that, to me, means you know, government consultations all great and fun, as government consultations always are. But if the two employers on the industrial estate you're on have already made a shift to move to flexible working, hybrid working, you know, more dynamic 
um, operating style, it doesn't matter whether or not you want to or you've done your um, assessments, you're not going to be able to hire or retain people unless you're you know, moving with the market. And I think the market's going to shift. Yeah, I wonder if you have a, a better perspective due to the fact that you are a recruitment a recruiter, amongst other things. In my experience, talking to clients, I would say 99.9% of them have of the view that there are plenty of people out there looking for jobs because so many were made yeah. redundant. And there and, aren't. And there aren't. And no. there, obviously, there's various reasons behind that. But... You know, getting that message out there, I think, is is important because it's difficult to find good people. Do you know, and uh, in terms of where we are, and I'm conscious we're HR in 10, we've been talking for 15, so I'm going to wrap up in a moment. But um, the one thing I was going to say, bringing that to a close, is we currently have, I would say, half as many unfilled vacancies right now for temporary workers as we actually have people in work across a huge range of clients, um, we literally cannot fill roles fast enough. As soon as we fill a role, probably another client will ring us with two new ones. So the rate of unfilled roles we've got is growing rapidly. There just aren't enough workers out there right now because people's perspectives have changed. Mm. On that note, I'm going to say we're out of time. So perhaps it's one for us to talk about next week. But um, I hope you've enjoyed watching. If you find these sessions useful, do please click on the subscribe and follow us on YouTube. Um, and don't forget, you can always ask a question live on air and we'll do our very best to cover that. So thanks for watching and we will see you again same time next week. Goodbye. See you next week. Bye-bye.